0: Good evening, my rabbi. last night we began the second reason of why it's not enough just to rely on the seichel, the intellect itself, to come to that realization that a person is obligated to show his appreciation and gratitude to Hakadosh Baruch and that will bring him to serve Hashem. And yet, we need a second facet, a second reason a reinforcement to that, and that is the Torah itself, that the Torah tells us, demands from us, encourages us to serve Hashem for the reason of our Satev. And the second reason we said is because we're dealing with two parts of of a person. He has the Seichel, which is the Neshama, which is totally spiritual, and he has, on the other hand, the physical body, which just wants to derive pleasure from this world, and since it gets a head start and we continuously give uh, the goof what it needs, it becomes stronger than the cycle itself, and therefore we need the Torah to combat that and temper the the goof just to bring up a point before going further, and uh, what Kaababa says how this works from the taira is. Just reminding myself today about the words of the Messiel Susharim, which he writes right at the outset of his Sefer, Perak Aleph, in the, in the proof that it can't be we're in this world just for this world. It can't be any logical person could deduce on his own that it can't be Hashem created us in this world just for this world itself. And one of his proofs is, the tira be'emes, you'll see she called, shum No thinking person could believe that the point and the purpose of the creation of this world, of the, of the person, is for this world. Why? He says, because one of the reasons this is, is because if that was the case, there was no reason we had to be created with an neshama. Why in the world do we need a neshama if the whole purpose of creation of this world is just to be here in this world? And he explains like this: We didn't have to be given such an exalted spiritual soul. You see what he calls on neshama. Every yid's neshama is higher than an angel. Ko she all the more so she ain'am mits shmna chashruach mikoli nugay the neshamah derives absolutely no pleasure from anything in this world and he gives the famous marshal that khazal given the medrish kahala the marshal of an irani shnas a villager who married a princess and imyavla komashboy lamenachshuvla I mean, as whatever the villagers are going to, I'll bring you not only one bale of hay, I'll bring you tame bales of hay. Wow! You know, that's not what, what she's interested in. It. No matter what he can offer her, he's from a different world. What, what he thinks is, is pleasurable is not, not, uh, cannot satisfy her. Kakha nefesh, so too it is with the neshama. Ilo kol madani If you bring the nefesh, all the delicacies of this world, Ain't a kolumla. It's nothing. It nothing from it. Lama, why? Shehim and el yonim. Exactly what the chavas says here. The neshama comes from the el yonim. Comes from the upper worlds. The kach Omru That's what the mishnah perkiyava says. Was last week's parsha. Last week's perek rather. Al You are forced to be created. You're forced to be born. Who forcing who? Says the Messias HaSharm, it's referring to the Neshama. The Neshama says, okay, Mr. Neshama, come, it's time to go down to that world. What? That world? <laughs> I, I don't want to go to that world. I want to stay right here in this, in this world of Ruknius. Oh, no, no, you have to go down there. Why? By force, we force the Neshama. Ki ein ha The Neshama doesn't like this world. On the contrary, he despises this world. If that's the case, why would Hashem put a part of each person that in this world that it despises? Why would Hashem do that? It must be because we need the neshama here to go through this world to try to convince its counterpart, its partner, the goof, to listen to it. And the Alshach gives such a beautiful mushal to the Yetzirah Hora and the Yetzer Teif. Listen to this mushal the marshal of two merchants one merchant was selling cheap stuff inferior quality stuff and he knew that anybody who really looks at it and feels it and picks it up and sees how much this is ah, i'm not going to buy this garbage so that's what the, the that uh, that merchant has to really haggle people, has to persist, has to go, go to people, has to work day and night to convince his potential customers to take his stuff because otherwise they won't be interested. And the, the merchant who's selling high-quality high merchandise, and people will know this is really where it's at, he could take it more easily. So he says that that's the nimshal of the Eight Sahara. You know why the Eight Sahara harasses us all the time? Because he's selling garbage to us. And he knows if we would be thinking people, we would say, That's what you want me to get involved in? You want me to do this schmutz? You want me to waste my time with that? So therefore, he doesn't even allow us to think. And he says, No, you got to do this. Come here, come, come, just come right in. And, and he just is always trying to, to lure us into it. If he doesn't, if it doesn't work in day, he'll work at night. If it doesn't work today, he'll do tomorrow. He's constantly, he's incessantly trying to get us because he knows he's not selling good merchandise. That's what it is. So if we know we're keeping persisted and pestered by the Eitzahara, so we know why he's doing that. Because he has a a bag of no good goods to sell. But one other point we have to appreciate, and that's also, Masil Susharim says it right here. If we understand that the purpose of this world is indeed to have the battle between the Yetzirah and the Yetzirotel, or the Neshama and the Guf. And the Guf is always pulling one direction, then the Neshama is pulling the other direction. One thing we have to keep in mind, besides this idea that we should know the Yetzirah is always persisting, always trying to get us to buy some of his goods, and we see that's why he has to do it, because if we would think about it long and hard, if we think about it seriously, We would say, this is not for us. But we don't always win. And that we know, we don't always win the battle. And sometimes we're going to, it's like the old, we're going to start on the diet, and then a week later, we're back to where we started from. And the same thing happens, you know, we're not going to talk any Nora. And a week later, we find ourselves, we've tripped up. So then this is what the Yetzirah comes and says. The Yetzirah says, listen, you know, you tried it for a week, you know, you thought you were a tzaddik for that week. But look at that. After a week, you went back to your old ways. And you said some lashnara. So not only that, you're, you're a hypocrite. You thought you are going to be a big tzaddik. And you see you're not a tzaddik. So don't even fake it to think you're a tzaddik. And he convinces us. That, you know, that He's right. Who am I fooling? Who am I fooling? So for a week I need to speak lashnara. Who am I fooling? Am I going to be able to, to continue it? Nah, maybe maybe a couple of times a day I'll be able to stop myself, but I'm not going to be perfect. So the Yetzirah tries to convince a person, you're not going to be perfect, so don't even try. You're not going to be a tzaddik, so don't try to be what, you be mediocre. You're not, you can't be a tzaddik for that. That is one of the ploys of the Yetzirah. And if we know it, if we know his strategy, it's much easier to deal with. Because in essence, it's not true what he's saying. Mesil Sisharim says like this, there's a battle constantly. All in Yonah Ha'olam. We're talking about this world, because we're here now, and we're working towards the next world. Bain L'tayv, Bain L'mutav. Everything that transpires, everything that we have, everything that we interact with. An-Nesyein Isla Are all tests. Whether they're wealth or poverty. Whether they are serenity or suffering. It's all a battle going on. And if the person will be the good warrior and he will win the war, he's going to be the ultimate person. And in accordance with the amount that he subdued is boy, and he tried, he put in an effort to try to cling closer to Hashem. He tried to battle the Yetzirah and tried to win. in accordance with that, that will be his reward. Doesn't mean we have to win every battle. We're not going to win every battle. But the Yetzirah tries to convince us, well, if you're not going to be perfect, then you're no good. Seer Zasharim tells us otherwise. It's not true. He says, as long as we're in the battle and we know sometimes we'll win, sometimes he'll win. But we get back into the ring. We get back onto the fight. Because every time we win, even the smallest amount, one time we closed our mouth. We didn't speak Nara. One time. Our spouse said something to us and we were about to and we held back. Do you know what kind of worlds we are going to get reward for that? Even if the next day you couldn't hold yourself back. You couldn't bite your lip. It doesn't matter. It doesn't negate what was done. And every battle that we do that we are successful at we conquer the Aitzahara every little thing is a tremendous victory. So now we have to keep in mind. Now let's continue along over here. So we have not only the, the Seichel itself that will remind us that we have to serve Hashem, we're obligated for that, but we also have the reinforcement, the resource of the Torah. And we continue now the al Kain Timsa, and therefore we find hatira That's why the Torah itself is Mazheris. It warns us. This is one of the Halachas we have in the Torah. That it warms us, and as the Torah warns us, don't overindulge in the worldly pleasures. He's talking about specifics, don't overindulge in, in eating, in clothing. That's an interesting one for us. We'll get back to that. Relations. The kinyonim possessions, sometimes people, if they have it, like, if I have the money, like, why can't I just buy a a second one and a third one? And one for Sundays and one for Tuesdays and one for the weekends. Like, why can't I just have that? What's wrong with that? Umaisim and just doing things that are not, you know, doing things in terms of relaxation, recreation. There's a point where it's too much, but for why? What's wrong with that? Because the way it works, we mentioned this Chazal last night, the Gemara, the way it works is the more we feed the goof, the more it's going to crave for more. Even this idea of Levushim, person, obviously, once again, let's quote him, person should dress in a dignified manner, in a respectful manner, certainly nice clothing, but there is a point of overdoing it. There's a point where a person gets so infatuated with the way he dresses, he he only views himself in the way he, his clothing is. He views himself in what he's wearing. And if he's not wearing sort of the latest brand, and he's not wearing a, a custom suit, he's not wearing a $10,000 watch, You know, he doesn't feel good about himself. But ne- it never ends. It never ends like that. Because if a person says, I can only feel good if I have this, that, or the other then it's never-ending. There's a very interesting pshat that one of them, a first may bring. We know that the Torah forbade shatnes. Shatnes is a uh, a beggar that has a clothing, an article of clothing, that has wool and linen. And there's many different, even deeper, esoteric reasons why. Because Cain and Hevel, one brought the wool and one brought was the linen. And you can't fuse that together because you see they had a, a fight so that's one reason that desire tells he can't have willow linen. But even without that, we know it as a hike it's, it's just the law that Hashem says. But shatne stands for satan az. It makes the satan stronger. Shatne is satan az. It makes the, the satan stronger. And as by being too much into clothing. Everybody has to know what their level is and they have to just ask themselves, is this the, the point of our overindulgence? Because if it's overindulgence, whether it's food, whether it's clothing, whether it's possessions, acquisitions then he is feeding the, the goof, and that's what the Torah said you have to curtail it, you have to do it with a balance, there has to be a cheshman with it and that's why sometimes we're told and we're recommended interesting list over here okay, to daven, to to fast, to give tzedakah, to to do kindness. These are things that are we're not focusing on ourselves, but we're focusing on others. We're not focusing on our guf, but we're neglecting our guf for now. We're fasting. We're not having this. You know, there's a famous, what's called the Tainus HaRaivad. we'll end with this. But the Chafetz brings in it in his svarim. goes back to the Rivad, one of the great Rishonim. Tiness arrived what was that did you get a plate of food it could be any t- time a person eats any time or maybe just certain days that he decides and he doesn't finish his plate clean he leaves over just a little bit just a little bit he de- the people who like take the plate and literally they have to lick it clean with all their fingers as well okay but even people not just let me let me just finish the whole thing and then he gets a second helping yeah and he's about to ask his wife for a third helping, and she gives him the eye. Right, okay, I'll stop now. But even, even you know what? He's a little hungry. Let him take this, but let, leave over a little bit. You don't have to finish every last morsel on the plate. You leave it, and that's a way of training, training the goof that I could say no. I don't, I don't have to satisfy and feed my goof everything. This is an idea. Again, a person has to know that he needs a healthy balance. He has to feel good. He has to feel comfortable. If he neglects the goof too much, it'll, it'll fight back. But this is the point. We'll hold it here for tonight. For tonight. A gute Nacht.